We're back with On Second Thought from GPB. I'm Virginia Prescott. The 2019 Elevate Atlanta Art and Culture Festival began yesterday. It's an annual event hosted by the City of Atlanta's Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. The week-long festival is taking place in the historic downtown Pittsburgh neighborhood of Atlanta. The temporary art program will feature exhibitions, performances, screenings, and other cultural events. And this year's Elevate is curated by the African Diasporic Art Museum of Atlanta and its executive director, Dr. Fahamu Peku. He's also a critically acclaimed painter who we've had on the show before. Fahamu is joining me in the studio. Hello. Hey, hey. It's great to be here again. Well, glad to have you with us. We have another repeat offender here. <laughs> Rihanna Brown is founder of Comanse Dance Theater, which is behind one of the featured performances this year. She's also been with us. Thank you for coming yes, back. Thanks for having me. All right. So I'm looking at the flyers for this year's event. They say Elevate Pittsburgh. Why the focus on this particular neighborhood for the festival? Well, one of the things that the Office of Cultural Affairs has been doing in the last couple of years is moving the Elevate Festival around the city to activate, and no pun intended, elevate uh, the various neighborhoods in the city. Um, so last year it was in the Cascade Corridor um, off of Cascade Road, and this year they decided to do it in Pittsburgh, which is um historic black neighborhood in the city, but it's now beginning to experience some of the uh, effects of gentrification and, and new development. And so uh, it seemed like a really particularly interesting time to engage with that community, which has in the past seen a lot of sort of economic and um, other forms of oppression. And now as it goes through these you know, changes and new developments, you know, there's a lot of uh, trepidation from people who live in the neighborhood about erasure and all these kinds of things. And so we wanted to be able to engage with some of those, uh, those concerns and themes. Now, Elevate began back in 2011. Back then, it was made possible not by the city of Atlanta, but by the coordination of commissioned artists and the local businesses that mm -hmm. donated space and hotel rooms and food. So how does does the community play into Elevate Atlanta's success and, and goals? Well, this year is actually really great. I, I, I had the opportunity to um, uh, curate Elevate back in 2016, I think it was, uh, and it was in downtown, fairly popular district. Uh, but this year's experience was completely different. Um, the community in Pittsburgh was very much engaged and very much vocal about the kinds of things that they wanted to see and uh, experience and the things that they were and were not comfortable with happening in their community, which was really rich. What we've been able to, to do as a result is really a collaboration between the neighborhood and, um, and the Office of Cultural Affairs and the artists that have been selected to work with them. And so it's really a dialogue that I think uh, oftentimes not accomplished when, you know, organizations come into neighborhoods and want to do events. You know, they often right. kind of slap their they things on. They just sort of land. Right. And, and, yeah. and this was really more of a symbiotic relationship where we worked uh, hand in hand with the community to develop these ideas and to put forward a, a festival that engages their concerns, but also their hopes and dreams for the community. Well, uh, Rihanna, for you, you've mm -hmm. been performing SCID. We talked to you uh, on this program about SCID, your yes. performance. So how do you kind of tailor that to a local community? Yes. So this is um, actually my first time restaging a big show that I've choreographed. And so it's definitely been an experience as far as doing that. Um, but interesting enough, SCID pretty much falls in line with what the Elevate Festival um, seeks to do, especially in the Pittsburgh area. So by focusing on um, gentrification and homelessness, we seek to bring light to 
the voices and the stories that are often overlooked and kind of pushed to the side, whether that's pushed to the side physically in forms of skid row and a lot of people that experience homelessness, or just kind of pushed to the side um, that a lot of people who experience gentrification feel like that erasure is coming to their community. So a lot of that is already prevalent in, as far as skid goes. Um, and for this particular show, we have a smaller cast and uh, half of the cast is new dancers and half of the cast is old dancers, so it's a completely different experience. There's some new choreography, some old choreography, so we're calling it Skid Revisited since it's a little different. So Fahamu, Elevate officially became an annual downtown arts program at the Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. This was back in 2012. City, very quick to prop up Elevate as an important cultural event. So uh, for you as the curator of this event, what is the process working with the city to put Elevate on? Uh, it's always a great opportunity to sit across from Miss Camille Love. She's a veteran um, in the arts here in the city, and she would ask for you know my 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 team to come up with a concept that we could curate around. And this year's theme, uh, we landed on cultural capital. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, it's been like social city, right. enlightened, mm-hmm. fila, forever. Mm-hmm. I love it. Man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so once we have established a theme, we put out a call to artists around the city to respond um, to that theme, and then we go through a selection process. So cultural capital is such an interesting concept. I mean, the idea that it's not just the money that you have in a place, it's the connections. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering how, you know, for you, Rihanna, mm-hmm. Skid has been a production of, of sort of social justice through movement. Mm-hmm. So how do you interpret all of these different forces that uh, Fahama was talking about in movement? Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, when it's when I started working on Skid, I was very interested in what it felt like to be pushed to the side in different ways, um, and then the ways that our bodies respond to that, not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually um, and mentally. How do we internalize that kind of pushing to the side? And there's lots of different responses um, that you can see in the movement of the dancers. So some of the dancers are more docile in the way that they accept that kind of pushing to the side, whereas others, we have um, a crump soloist in the show as well. Um, So his movement is a lot more intense. um, And the goal is to get the audience to question, like, what are the different ways that you might respond to this type of um, pushing or dehumanization or othering of yourself? And then that way, as an audience member, it's easy for you to step into the work and find a way to relate to it, whether you relate to the anger or the joy, or the happiness, or the sadness, or the pain, or what have you, or to the way the movement is, the mo- or the music that goes with There's all these different layers involved in the show. Um, so that's kind of how it all relates. Yeah, and, and it's all about <laughs> through movement, all, you know, nonverbal for the most part. Um, yes, we have two spoken word artists in the show, and then there's, of course, like the lyrics for some of the songs, which are tailored towards the meaning of the show. And um, we have lots of Kendrick Lamar um a little Mahalia Jackson as well, some Miles Davis, so lots of black sounds from different eras. But yeah, for the most part, it's mostly movement that's used to Terry. That's Rayanna Brown. She's founder of Come On Say Dance Theater, uh, which is one of the featured performers of this year's Elevate Festival. Also with me is executive director of the African Diasporic Art Museum, Dr. Fahamu Peku. He is the organizer, curator of this year's event. It's in the Pittsburgh neighborhood of Atlanta. So, all right, so let's talk about some of the other stuff that is going on. This is not just art and culture, but economics. Yesterday, I saw the opening of the 
Pyramid Grocery Store in, in Pittsburgh, billed as a reimagined grocery store. So what does that mean? So uh, in the Pittsburgh community, like many uh, economically depressed uh, communities, it is a food desert. And the one uh, store in that neighborhood that one can find food items in is called the Pyramid uh, Grocery Store, which is owned by a black woman. She's the only black female business owner in the Pittsburgh community. Uh, and we saw an opportunity there to engage, you know, the stigma of food deserts um, and to also think about that within the context of cultural capital, you know, the ways in which we nourish ourselves um, and the way our communities nourish and feed us. Um, and so what we've been able to do is collaborate with artists, interior designers, uh, sign makers, uh, and people who can help to reimagine what this store could be for the neighborhood. We've um, worked with local food growers to provide fresh fruit and vegetables for the store. So, you know, uh, Miss Chloe, the owner of the store, uh, these are, are many of her own ideas for what she wanted to see in the store. And we just tried to work with her to help facilitate those things so that this store, the Pyramid Grocery Store, could provide more to the community and be more of a resource for the community uh, and be more impactful in that way. That's Chloe Floyd, I yes. think is her name. Mm -hmm. But there are the more traditional cultural events, mm -hmm. too. Tonight, uh, there's going to be a screening of a documentary called Suppress the Fight to Vote. And mm -hmm. we did, of course, see long lines and questions of voter suppression here in Atlanta and throughout Georgia. Mm -hmm. How does the documentary expand on that conversation? So in addition to, you know, elevating the community through the arts, we want to also elevate the community through engagements that empower them, again, with the grocery store that power them, you know, through food and uh, business development. Um, and so we're trying different ways of of entering the conversation of, of cultural capital. Um, with the Suppress the Fight to Vote film, uh, you know, it's, it's all about uh, the way that voter disenfranchisement has impacted particularly rural communities in Georgia. Um, and uh, there'll be a panel discussion, there'll be voter registration opportunities there as well. Um, and so we're, we're, we're doing more than just bringing art. We're, we're, we're bringing life and experience to the community. And part of the art is tomorrow night there'll be a screening of The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. It was released earlier this year, did really well at the Sundance Film Festival. We're going to hear just a clip from the trailer. It was really a visually absolutely beautiful film. Uh, Jimmy Fails, an actor and artist, stars in the film, and Jonathan Major, some great performances. It got a directing award and a special jury prize at Sundance. But this is about gentrification in San Francisco. The plot could resonate for people in Atlanta. What is the connection you're trying to make here? So this really kind of centers on what Rihanna was talking about, this idea of erasure and pushing people out of spaces. And as mm -hmm. anyone who knows anything about San Francisco knows, there are a lot of people being pushed out uh, because the cost of living has gone through the roof. And, you know, just something as simple as a room, not even an entire apartment can cost you up upwards of $2,000 a month, you know. Uh, and so there are, again, sincere concerns from people in a number of neighborhoods in Atlanta uh, that are, are, are feeling the uh, encroaching gentrification and, and push for so-called progress uh, mm -hmm. in neighborhoods that are outpacing people's ability to maintain their homes and uh, you know, pricing them out of being able to rent homes or apartments in communities. And that's, you know, the the inner city of Atlanta 
you know, goes through these kinds of shifts. We wanted to be able to address that and uh, to be able to raise questions and conversations around those kind of concerns. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in many ways what we're doing with raising this conversation of cultural capital through Elevate is is about giving voice to the community, but also inviting the developers and the um, architects and the city planners to also be a part of this conversation and to hear from the people who live in these neighborhoods so that, you know, we can we can try to work towards more equitable development. Mm-hmm. Well, the, so oftentimes with, especially with these kind of community events where you are highlighting some of those issues that are really social justice issues, so homelessness, mm-hmm. um, food equity, mm-hmm. gentrification, it's often the same people who show up for that, right. right? So so how do you avoid preaching to the choir and inviting those developers and architects in? Are they participating in this in any way? Yeah, so we've actually had some uh, input from developers, and one of the uh, projects which will open on Thursday night um, is called the Ways of Seeing Exhibition, um, where we've actually interviewed members of the community to ask them what their vision of their neighborhood might look like and then had architects do renderings of what those visions may be. Um, the the idea of cultural capital was was diverse and rich enough that it allows us multiple entry points into, you know, how we can engage these conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, Elevate also has a screening of a, a much older film mm-hmm. on Saturday, showing of Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing from 1989. Let's just hear a clip. Hey, hey Sal, how come you the brothers on a wall here? You want brothers on a wall? Get your own place. You can do what you want to do. You can put your brothers and uncles and nieces and nephews, your stepfather, stepmother, whoever you want, you see? But this is my pizzeria. American Italians on the wall only. Take it easy, man. Huh? And you, hey, don't stop with me today. What? Yeah, that might be fine, Sal, but uh, you, you own this. Rarely do I see any American Italians eating in here. All I see is black folks. So since we spend much money here, we do have some sex. Yep. Spike Lee was just in Atlanta on Saturday to accept Morehouse College's first Spike Lee Award for Social Impact in Filmmaking. Graduated from Morehouse in 1979. So then you're screening this film as a part of Elevate Atlanta. How, do you, how, do, how does Do the Right Thing, made 30 years ago, contribute to this conversation of Atlanta's present? Well, I mean, it's, it's what, some 30 years later, and this conversation is just as visceral as it was back then. Um, and maybe even more so, uh, you know, because Do the Right Thing takes place in a neighborhood in Brooklyn. I don't know that people in Atlanta necessarily had the same relationship to gentrification that Brooklyn has had, you know, for the last few decades. Uh, and now Atlanta is really sort of experiencing uh, that, that that same sort of impact and same, uh, you know, concerns and fears. And the, the themes in that, that story are, are very much relatable to um, today. Boy, just hearing that clip makes me think of the opening credit sequence with Rosie Perez just fierce dancing and and makes me think of what you're talking about Rihanna there the power of dancing what what do you think of um I think as far as what you were saying about the visceralness of the movement I did lots of research for Skid but one of the most important books I think that really resonated with the work that I created is Hard Times Require Furious Dancing by Alice Walker (laughs) I could just go on for a, a about it for like hours but one thing that I think is very important is she says um, something about the beauty and the grace of being able to find line and form among all of the chaos of what's going on among all of the heartbreak the joy the sadness the anger whatever you're feeling that ability to find rhythm and movement and that 
just natural visceral release that at some point all of us have felt, whether it's when you sigh and you drop your shoulders or you dance with your family and you're not worried about what you look like. It's just about having a good time and being in that present moment and in essence, asserting your humanity. I tell my dancers all the time that I think that going out and dancing and having a good time in itself is a social justice act. Social justice doesn't always need to look like protesting and holding signs, and that part is very important, of course, but also being able to relax and just be yourself. And so I think in that way, that opening scene and then for our show, the finale of our first act, which is very like um, based on African diaspora dancing and has lots of house footwork and different hip hop styles. And it is about that release and that joy and how asserting that and just allowing yourself to be is a social justice act. Sounds like a way to elevate. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's Rihanna Brown, founder of Commence Dance Theater. We'll be hosting an event on Friday as part of the 2019 Elevate Atlanta Art and Cultural Festival. Her event takes place at the Carver Steam Academy Auditorium. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. And Fahamu Peku, he's a critically acclaimed painter and curator of this year's Elevate Atlanta. Thank you so much for your time. It's my pleasure. That is our show for today. We're going to leave you with the song San Francisco. Be sure to wear flowers in your hair, but not that famous version that may spring to mind. It's a cover sung by Michael Marshall, best known for his hook on the Bay Area rap anthem, I Got Five on it. So here's that song from the soundtrack from The Last Black Man in San Francisco. If you're going to San Francisco Be sure to wear On Second Thought is produced by Amelia Brock, LaRaven Taylor, Priya Mahadevan, and Jake Troyer. Jesse Neiswanger is our engineer. Our interns are Alexis Thomason and Jessica Lowell. Don Smith is our Dean of Grammar. Amy Kiley is senior producer. Our executive producer is Mary Lynn Ryan. I'm Virginia Prescott. Thanks so much for spending some time with On Second Thought. <laughs> <laughs>